The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. This segment is brought to you by Carbach. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. A couple people had asked me, like, is Derek a live dog? And I said, there's one time that Derek's fought in the UFC that I didn't think he would win. Was that Cormier? That was Daniel Cormier. I didn't think he would beat Daniel Cormier. Literally every other person he's fought, I expected him to win because I always call it the magic trick. I expect him to pull the magic trick, which is probably get beat up for a little while and then land a shot that just makes everyone's head spin around and that's that. And sooner or later the other guy starts getting confident because he's landing some punches and he's going to stand there with him and Derek's going to knock him out. This is amazing that the best player in Texans history would consider Cleveland as a better option for a ring. That shows you how far on the ground they drove this team. Yep. Now, this team is one of the biggest jokes in all of sports right now. And I think the scary thing is, if Nick Casario turns out to be a bum like these other cats... It could get worse it than it is. It could get significantly worse. It could get a lot worse. Here's Fred, AJ, and the brewmaster himself, Eric. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number three, 713-780-ESPN. Your number 713-780-3776. Or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. Send a message. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At AJ is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975. At MK Pallet. You can also text the show. You know the number for that. You can watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash ESPN975. You missed the first two hours. That's some of what you missed. Lots of other uh, good stuff. In the first two hours, it'll all be on Podcast Arena at some point. As will Eric Warner, who joins us now. But he's not in studio, and he doesn't have beer for us. But that's okay. We love him anyway. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. I, I'm doing good. I don't know if I'd be able to get any beer anyway, because it's all spoken for. Although our our cooler is jam-packed from production two weeks ago, because obviously we weren't able to ship anything out. But, uh, yeah, I... I don't know, guys. I, I think I could make a pretty strong case that a brewmaster, like, I think the public would be like, yep, put the brewmaster at the front of the line for the uh, Rona vaccine. Yeah, Eric was hating on me because I got it. Uh, you know, I I think Eric's more valuable to the public than you are. I don't think so. No offense. Well, why is Eric so important? Because he brews the beer. He, But he doesn't. Well, I know. he's. Yeah, he doesn't even, he doesn't, he, he did listen. When Eric and I brewed this beer together, uh, a year, I guess it's been a year now. It's Eric, literally been a year. Eric didn't even know how to use the machine. <laughs> he had to have some other guy here telling us how to do it. Eric, they, they got new fancy stuff that they don't need Eric for that. AJ, you, you've seen The Wizard of Oz, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm like that guy behind the curtain, man. I, I, I kind of make it all happen. I pull the levers. I'm, I'm not doubting that, but I feel like if you got COVID, you could still be behind the curtain pulling levers. <laughs> Plus, okay, that, you've already that, had the Roni. Fair. I've had the Roni, so I honestly, and Fred, I'm sure you feel the same way because uh, I'm I got a fishing trip planned in August for Canada, and I know you're trying to get up there, Fred. I mean, that's the only reason I would get it at this point is uh, because it, it'd be required for international travel, you know. Well, some of us are trying to go to Vegas next month. Okay, so <laughs> we got to. Uh, there's, I got to get that done. 
baby steps, man, baby steps. Do you have to, you, would you have, I mean, you don't have to have it to go there, right? And obviously not. Well, no, I don't have to, but I wouldn't go there if I didn't have it. You're, you're not doing the double mask thing that they're recommending now? They're saying that that's the latest and greatest thing where two masks? No. No. Yeah, I, hey, man, bleep that. Yeah, I'm not into that. <laughs> I, I agree. But I, my How about se- one good one? My second vaccine is is uh, March 11th, and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly to Vegas March 15th. So, Are you going out there for uh, – is that tournament weekend or is it, yeah, that uh, the first round? The week leading up to the tournament. Okay, so everything's off by a couple weeks this year. It is a little bit off, yeah. Uh, and and they're starting. The first tournament games are going to be on Friday now. Uh, it, it, it's it's pretty weird. So when's the final four? Is that's going to be like mid April or something? The final four is uh, April third and April fifth, Saturday the third okay, and Monday track. the fifth. That's on track. Okay, yeah. okay. It didn't huh. get thrown off too much, but it's like. The the first round is on a Friday and Saturday, and then the second round's a Sunday Monday, and then the Sweet Sixteen's a Saturday Sunday, Elite Eight Monday Tuesday. So it's it's kind of weird, but yeah, they definitely mix that up a little bit. Yeah, so we're used to Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday Thursday Friday Saturday Sunday, and then Saturday Monday they just switched it up a little bit. Well, I was talking with a good buddy of mine today. I, I heard uh, the lead into this segment about. You know, the Texans and uh, the, the Colorado Rockies are, are kind of in the same boat. Uh, you know, they, they, they just traded away uh, Arnado there a couple weeks ago, and everybody was up in arms about that. And I was talking with a buddy of mine who he runs a little brewery at the baseball stadium there. And uh, he's like, yeah, they're talking about limiting it to like 12,000 fans. And he said, he said you know, the, the joke of that is, other than Open K, that's the most they'd get anyway. Right. Wow. So, it, it's it's good. It, it, I'm feeling really good about all this, fellas. I mean, God dang, what a what a setback last week was for Texas and other other parts of the South. It's like, man, how many more body blows can you take? But I I do think uh, I think we're on the backside of the Rona curve here for good, and I- and. Uh, I'm feeling real, real optimistic today. I like to hope you're right. Uh, obviously, it's, it's, you know, it, it feels good right now. Certainly, it feels like it's getting better. But we've had these little lulls before where we thought it was getting better. But with the vaccine stuff coming out, it feels like everything's kind of looking up now. And I think half the country's already had it now, AJ. That's true. A lot of them. What was the weather like in in Denver or in in Colorado uh, while we were freezing? What were you guys dealing with? Slightly colder. So I think. Um, well, slightly relative, I guess, but I think it got down to in Denver, like minus 10 one night, um, which we're usually good for one of those a year, one of those kind of cold snaps. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes they'll slip down to Texas, but obviously nothing, nothing to this degree. And, uh, but you, you know, obviously everybody's geared up for it here and all the, you know, all the plumbing is engineered and designed for that. And oh, you didn't um, shut your power off just to, to be in, uh, in solidarity with us. I, you know, if, if Texas would have been hooked up to the rest of the country, I would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Heads, heads should roll for this fellas. I, I don't know who, how, where, but, but you know, that's, that's the trade-off, right? It's like Texas is a state that is kind of known for, uh, 
being very pro-business, very deregulated, very, you know, kind of entrepreneurial in that way. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's cool about America, right? There's different states that sort of have different, uh, uh, mindset, you know, you got the Socialist Republic of, uh, California on, on the one hand, and then you probably have kind of Texas on, on the other extreme. And, uh, people obviously are moving to Texas in droves right now. So that yeah. seems to be the preferred option. Well, hopefully we scared some of them off last week. We don't need, yeah. I, I keep saying we're full. We don't need <laughs> any more. All right. Let's talk beer. What, what's the, uh, what's the, the next big thing that, that you guys have brewing over there at Carbach? Well, next next uh, next week when I'm there live in the studio, we'll be tasting the uh, other three ranch water variants. The, uh, the uh, uh, lime agave continues to uh, go gangbusters. That's doing uh, really well. Is is that whole you know seltzer category? Um, the strawberry field, which we tasted a couple weeks ago, is uh, really doing well. We're getting a lot of. Um, you know, kind of positive feedback to that. That's really, um, you know, other than some of those, like, like the hop delusion variants, you know, this, this is kind of our, probably our most fruit forward beer we've ever done. Um, and, and so we're getting a lot of, uh, good response to that. So, and yeah, um, working on some uh, new IPAs later, later this year, or, uh, at the latest early next year, we're going to kind of, come up with uh, some new IPAs and, um, yeah, kind of looking at some different hazy options, playing with some new hops. Like, now Citra isn't even cool anymore, right? It's it's like there's even newer, cooler hops that everybody wants to Still pretty play cool with. to me. So <laughs> I, I love Citra, man. That's a great hop. I could, uh, for an IPA, it's, there's nothing better. But uh, there's some interesting ones out there for sure. Um, that, that we're starting to play around with. So, uh, as always, you guys will, uh, get advanced copies of that. The, uh, the, the, the pub right now, uh, we're just kind of doing to go. We're still having some, some plumbing issues and, um, getting, getting all that, um, uh, you know, patched up. And hopefully, uh, you know, check, check out our social media and, uh, with the nicer weather coming, it's, uh, we're going into the nice time of year. This is when we sell a lot of beer and when people like to get outside. And again, with the Rona going down, I think uh, it's going to be a, a pretty um, festive, festive and, and debaucherous uh, spring and, and summer coming up. The we, we talked about a couple of uh, maybe some, some possibilities down the road, including a ranch water flavor. So I'm excited to uh, to, to keep trying these new ranch waters. Yeah, and AJ, I, I am not going to tell. I, I think your idea was brilliant. I don't even want you to share it with Fred because, uh, you know, loose lips sink ships, as they say. Okay. Um, but, but like, yeah, I'm going to steal your idea, goofball. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, you got so many other irons on the fire anyway, man. You're, 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 you're like a, an entrepreneur extraordinaire, man. I love you for that. No, but you know, I, I'm not stealing your ranch water, though. You know, I, I, I just, and you know, I want my next collaboration to be with you too. By the way, we got, we got to come up with something. I got some ideas. Yeah, we'll do something big and bold because uh, you know that's that's big and bold and bitter. Well, just that's, like us, Fred. Yeah, just, just like, like us. us. That's perfect. Well, uh, <laughs> we'll have you in next week to try that ranch water. We we also need to put on the docket bringing in my beer, the, the beer that we brewed together. We need to uh, to get that in soon. 
And yeah, let's do that in two weeks from next two weeks from next Monday. Okay, we'll, I, I promise, AJ. If I have to actually get get there and do it myself and like hand you know can all of this, if that's what it takes. We will have that on March fifteenth, and then. Uh, after that, I want to I want to do this. Uh, I've I've got a, like probably four or five old uh, fun series beers that I want to break out and, and have you go over some tasting notes with us and see how they've uh, they've evolved over time. I think that's a a, a great idea. Um, uh, yeah, I got a couple of good golly Miss Molly's recently, and uh, yeah, I've got a few left, and I, I think that I still think the one that's held up the best, and I don't. I'm out, so I don't know if you have any left. But the uh, the 004, the original uh, roll in the hay, that one has for a lighter kind of saison style. That one is really, really held up well. I'm not sure what I've got, but it, it's. I wouldn't surprise me if I do have one. I I, I think uh, I, I'm almost sure I still have a bodacious left, like an 001. Wow. Now that I, I would argue it well. I'd hate to open that. Like that's one that I would just sort of keep for for your home office, you know, because that that label's different. That was our first one. Um, but if you want to sacrifice it, we, you know, I'd, I'd gladly taste it with you. I mean, we might as well. What the hell? Did, are we did you say March fifteenth? Didn't is age, that when y'all are going to be in Vegas? That, well, I'll be here, but isn't that when you're going to Vegas? Oh yeah, I'll I'm not gone. good at math. I'll be gone, Eric. Jeez, we got to plan these things out better, guys. I'm, just saying. Well, I'm off the hook, AJ. I got another another couple weeks to, <laughs> to get that uh, that beer can. But you out. know what we can do? We can have you what? in studio on Thursday that week instead of Monday when I get back. I like it. So we'll we'll do that. That's the move. Okay. Okay. I, I'm 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 down with that. See, we're, that, that sounds real. We're, we're that sounds good. We're problem solvers here, Fred. All right, we're problem. You're also solvers. problem creators. Just that's so you true. Know. <laughs> All right, that's Eric Warner from Carbach. Uh, like you said, the, the, the restaurant right now is takeout only, uh, but you, you know what? You can always get beer, H-E-B, wherever you get. Like, they may be out of bread, but you can get some beer, and, and that's what you need to do. That's what you need to spend your money on is beer. If they're out of bread, just say, sorry, honey. Kids can Liquid eat, bread. Kids can eat this IPA tonight. Uh, all right, man, we will, uh, we'll talk to you uh, in a couple, or we'll talk to you next week, actually. I'll see you a week from today live. All right, man, can't wait. All see right. Eric Warner. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. It's a Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Late last night, say she loved me so. But I guess you changed her mind. Well, I should have known it wouldn't be all right. You're listening to The Blitz. Hey, guys. Sports to you. On ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. So, I don't know if you pay much attention to what Colin Cowherd does, but he's got a clown club of NFL teams. And I'm going to... I'm going to give you a name, and you tell me if this team belongs in the clown club. And then I want to rank them. Because okay. I, I think I know who's number one. That's, that's sort of a tease. Okay. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are in his clown club. 
seems fair. Yeah, I think they're a contender too, yeah. right? Yeah. The New York Jets. Okay. The Detroit Lions. The Cincinnati Bengals. And the Houston Texans. Whose is this? Colin Cowherd. Okay. Now there's three teams in there that I I've saved for last. Because you don't you don't agree with them? The Cleveland Browns. Well, I mean, they have been, but they won a playoff game last year. They seem to be going the right direction. Yeah. I, I think you could take the nose off of them. Boy, but when he, you've been he, clowning he, it up for so long. Yeah, but he just hates Baker, so he's got to leave him there. Okay, that's fair. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we're taking the clown nose off the Browns. They're not going to be in our rankings. Here's another one, the Washington football team. I think they did the right thing hiring Ron Rivera. I think, they, I think they're hit a, they've got an up arrow next to them. They just won a division, barely. Wow. Yeah. Winning that division. You could put that whole division in the clown car. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, which, again, they just hired Urban Meyer. They're about to get Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they're going to stay on this list. I don't think so either. But you probably leave no them there. No Cowboys? No Cowboys, huh. which is interesting to me. See, I would flip the Cowboys in for the Washington football team. Yeah. So, in my power rankings, though, uh, of this group, well, I'm, again, I'm taking the Browns out. I'm taking the football team out, which leaves seven teams. At number seven in my rankings will be the Jaguars. Okay. Because for the reasons I just stated, to me, they're barely in. in you know what? I'm going to put the Cowboys in there and put the Cowboys seven and the ja- or eight in the, in the Jaguars seven. How's that? That way okay. we've got eight. At number six, I am going to put the Bengals. I think they at least might have their quarterback. Maybe they maybe they're going to turn it around. Okay. At number 5, I'm going to put the Detroit Lions. Even though they've had oh, a long history. Yeah, they're long history, but, you know. At number 4, I'm going to put the Eagles. At number 3, okay, I'm off by one. That was number 3. Number 2, I'm putting the Jets. Which makes the number one clown franchise in all of football, the Houston Texans. It has to be. I mean, I I don't think there's any debate, right? Yeah. And yeah, considering everything that's happened over there and everything that uh, continues to happen, I I feel safe that they're the worst clown show in all of football. And I, I would argue in all of sports. So at Houston one, Jets two, Eagles three, uh, Lions four, Bengals five, and then Jaguars and Cowboys. Because I, I got off because I replaced Washington with the Cowboys. So. Why aren't the Jets in this clown? Like, yeah, they why are. Aren't they, I just, I just where'd you them, have them? Like third or fourth? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if they like. I don't know. All the yeah. All no, the, I had them. I had them. Uh, I had them right behind the 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 Texans. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I had Texans. Uh, yeah, Texans one. Jets two, Lions three, Eagles four, Bengals five. Or Eagles. Yeah. I Eagle, might have, Eagles wouldn't have been there. I might have Lions two now. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, what they're going to be without uh, Stafford, which, I mean, again, they weren't very good with him. Yeah. Boy, that's, yeah, there, there's some bad, some bad football right now. Right. It's a this, poorly the, run organization. And the crazy thing is, and you could say this for the Eagles too. Even more so for the Eagles because they fell from much higher. But look how quick the collapse came for the Texans. And now, it, I mean, it went from 
okay, at least like the, they're they respectable. Super Bowl contenders, they were respectable. but they were yeah, they were a respectable organization to where now it feels like there's really there's no way for them to dig out of the hole that they've dug for themselves. Like you can't you can't even really picture a scenario that gets them out of this. Oh, I I could, I could if you put me in charge. But with with these idiots running it, no, no chance. And yeah, I've I've laid out several times how you could fix this with Deshaun Watson still here, or if you trade him, how you can fix things pretty quickly without him. But I don't trust these guys to be able to do any of that because they're idiots. And you know, and I I had hoped that Casario would be the adult in the room, but look who hired him. Yeah, we think Nick is going to be great. I mean, that's, and, and if that's who's making the call, how can I trust that they're, they made the right choice? Yeah. I don't. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that hard to fix things, but now that you've, now that you've become this and you've pissed off Watson and you've come off as these total buffoons, now it's harder to fix. Right. Because now the only guys you're going to get here are Jesus Easterby cats. And, and I tell you this, none right. of them can play. So, and that was a real undisputed clown show champs. I hope the Texans get even worse. I want them to hit rock bottom of the rock bottom. I feel that's the only way things will change. But you know what? The problem with that is go ask Lion fan. Go ask the Browns before the last couple of years. With, you've got bad ownership. It doesn't matter how many times you rock bottom. It really doesn't. No. And... It, when you talk about things are going to change, they just changed them, and you could argue they made them worse. Maybe not GM, because I don't think they'll do O'Brien moves. But in general, no, this this there's a, it can get a lot worse. Good, but it's hard to it's hard to see that now. And when you start you start throwing together a couple two and fourteen seasons in a row. You know, you start being one of those organizations that fires a coach after one year and then tries another one and then fires him. Like, No, and that's where you're headed. Yeah. That's what you're about to be. And there's no hint that anyone there knows what they're doing enough to think that even with all those picks, because guess what? The Browns had a lot of high picks for a long time. How'd they work out? Crickets. <laughs> you know, I mean, they finally started getting it right with Miles Garrett and and guys like that. But, boy, there were a lot of... There were a lot of top 10 picks, a lot of top 15 picks that were just absolute donkeys. And that's what happens when you have dumbs running your organization. Well, and guess they what? certainly do. Guess what you have right now? A lot of dumb. Yeah. And until they prove me otherwise, I'm just going to assume that it's full on dumb, that, that it's not a fixable dumb. That it's not one that they can go, okay, well, you know what? This wasn't a bad move. When the best thing you can say about them is that they gave J.J. Watt a chance to go play somewhere else. That's nice of them. That's the best thing you can say about this group. I got nothing better if that's what you're I mean, no, since, and, you know, I know Casario's only been here a month or so, so, I I mean, he still has time. He still has time to prove that he's not a dumb, but he hasn't done anything yet. Show me that. And, and frankly, just listening to him talk, he's got, he's so stiff. It's, it's, I mean... It's like I am artificial intelligence and not great AI either. I'm just going to point it that way. Not not like Stephen Hawking AI would no. be. Like a glitchy kind. Yeah. 
Like like the kind who says, I will trade Deshaun Watson for two second round picks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I know. I'm a horrible human being. You know what? I don't care. All right. Uh, when we come back, can we talk a little bit about uh, Carlos Correa? Yet another player who uh, we've talked about leaving. All right. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The only thing that I... ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we are back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is the number. 713-780-3776. So uh, your Astros reported to... uh, Full team reported for spring training. Okay. Which, you know, I kind of felt like was if a tree fell in the woods and no one was there thing. Yeah, but, that's kind of that. Yeah, but. Oh, are you telling me that they skated away to Florida while we were all freezing our asses off here? Apparently. What in the name of Ted Cruz? No, nah, no, nah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't use Ted's name in vain. Getting down to sunny Florida while we're all freezing. The Astros are no better. Well, if you read the tweets, like all of their wives are the ones doing the charity work. Oh, I'm They're sure. like, oh, well. You know, I'm I'm here in Florida because the team needed me here. But my wife, uh, you know, she's running the Carlos Correa Foundation and helping everybody. Yeah, and and those guys do a lot. I mean, they, I, they do. Uh, I, I, was, I was just joking, obviously. Yeah, but I mean, I think I think the Astros, uh, especially guys like Correa, do a lot more in the community than than the other sports teams in this city. And I I, I would uh, argue that with anybody, uh, other than Cal oh. handing out water. Well, and JJ. Obviously, yeah. JJ JJ was uh, a different legendary level. for it, but uh, now that he's gone, uh, I mean, Harden's gone. Now he's actually doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. It was previous charity work, but now that he's in Brooklyn, donating what was it, fifteen thousand meals for everybody affected. So yeah. So uh, Carlos Correa spoke to media today. He wants to stay in Houston, but he also said he wants to get an extension done before the start of the regular season. So he doesn't want contract negotiations to spill into the regular season and serve as a distraction, which I think is, is fine. Reasonable. Says, if the Astros want to extend me, I would like to get it done before the season starts. I feel good. My body feels great. And I feel I'm going to have a great season. Once the season starts, I don't want to be involved and distracted with those conversations. Last month, James Click said the club was very open to an extension for Korea. But, uh, you know, and he said, uh, if he does reach free agency, be 27 years old and the youngest um, of the Lindor, Baez, Trevor Story, Corey Sager group. So I'll be really young. I'll be one of the youngest players going into free agency next year. I feel like it would take the right deal to stay here. Not going to sell myself short, but at the same time, I know what I'm worth. If the season happens, I'm expecting to have a great healthy season, which will help my case for free agency. Being the youngest shortstop out there, we'll see how it goes. That's the thing he keeps bringing up is healthy. Uh, My body feels great. I, you know, I'm planning on having a healthy season. He's throwing out all those words because I don't think he's even confident in that. That's why he wants to get a deal done early because if he knows if he's hurt again, his value drops because he's literally had one healthy season. Yeah, and and that's the thing. If you're going and now, there's no indication 
that they've actually uh, um, talked to him about an extension. They just right. said they'd be open to it. But if you're going to do that, I mean, that's that's the thing. If, if he gambles on himself and he gets hurt again, then he's not getting a Tatis deal. No. Which I don't think he's going to He shouldn't get a Tatis deal anyway. No, no. But... In if they but if they sign him then you know okay I mean I I I hope they sign him I hope they keep the guy but if they don't get a deal done before the season I'm trading him at the deadline even if uh even if I'm in contention because you're you're not going to be able to you know if you're not going to be able to sign him you got to get something for him but I I hope they get it done I think the I think the Astros should want to keep him and they should be making an effort I mean. You don't, you don't have a lot of faces of the franchise left around here. And it's, no. It's, it's, and Altuve is great, but Altuve is also on the, the back nine. And he doesn't have the personality that Correa does, let's be honest. Correa is beloved for a reason. But is personality the most important thing, I guess? I mean, I mean well, but it, it's important if you're trying to sell tickets. You already lost one of your most popular players this offseason. And, you know, now I don't know that that's a... I, I still feel like when you hire James Click, you're going to go the Tampa direction. But, you know, I, I don't know. I'd like to see him at least have the conversation with him. Is Corey it, Seager still on his first deal? I believe so, yeah. Boy, Corey Seager's been in the league, it feels like, for yeah, it does. a long time, like six, seven years. Oh, did you see this tweet that uh, Nathan sent us? No. Jaguars coach Urban Meyer announced that uh, – Amy Palchik, formerly of the Texans, has been hired the new lead of their communications team. Oh, jeez. Well, she's she was the best in the business. Mm-hmm. Only took her months to get a job. Yeah. So, good luck. So, yeah, I don't know. But getting back to Correa, I'd, I'd like to see, I'd at least like to see conversations about a contract and see if they're in the ballpark. And if they're not. But that's the thing. We're never going to know like what he's asking for or, or what the Astros are offering. Like that's just, we're just we just won't know. No, but we might find out that yeah, they talked. They're too far apart. So, I I I mean, I get the sense the guy wants to be here, but he wants to get paid, and I don't blame him. And that's great, but I I don't I don't know what the Astros are thinking right now in turn because if this had been two years ago, I wouldn't have had any doubt that they were going to pay him a bunch of money. But I, I don't know what the thought process is. We don't know what, what they're going to be uh, from a, a from a long-term perspective without Jeff Luno here. I, I don't have any faith in James Click yet. I mean, he hasn't done anything either, frankly, since he got here. Um, now, there were reasons for that with the COVID, but it's not like they've gone out and made some shrewd signings other than bringing Brantley back. So I, I don't know what they're going to be, and I don't know if, if that's the kind of thing where they're – I mean, they made no effort on Springer. So I'm just kind of concerned that maybe they're not going to make any effort here. And if that's the case, you need to look at getting getting some for him. Here's where I'm at with with Carlos. I I like, I mean, I, I like him being a part of this team certainly. But I I also worry about a guy who's had so many health problems, paying him some sort of a mega deal. If you could offer him the same thing you offered Bregman. Like five years, a hundred million. I I feel like that's a stomach, like that's that's a stomach yeah, but, thing. But I just don't think but, he's gonna. But he's, it's also a completely different situation because Bregman basically bought years off of uh, uh, 
arbitration with his deal because uh, so you, you you were able to get a good deal and get a hundred million. I don't think you're going to be able to do that with Carlos because he's going to be a free agent and somebody's going to pay him. Now I don't know if he's going to get he's not going to get paid. Yeah, the the injuries are a concern certainly, but at some point you got to keep some of your guys. You can't just keep developing these guys and then letting them walk. And you know it, it's I don't know. He's a guy I'd try to keep, but you can't pay a guy twenty eight million dollars a year who you know, plays a hundred games a season. It's hard to build around a guy like that. It ain't ain't my money. And you're going to have money off the books next year when you don't have to pay Verlander, who's not pitching for you at all. Right. You don't have to pay Grinky. There's 60 million right there. Right. Don't you need pitchers after that? Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's where you have to go in and make some shrewd signings and find some Charlie Morton type signings, which I don't know if this guy can do. I, I don't either. I, I don't know what they but can I, do. I, mean, I, 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 I think twenty eight's the, probably the the minimum that you're going to have to pay this guy. So I'd be okay with it. Now, if you're going to start talking about thirty five, forty, it's a different animal. I mean, if you're talking twenty eight, I, I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Francisco Lindor for twenty. But you're not going to get him for twenty eight. Uh, for one thing, you don't have him. Uh, the The Mets are going to resign him. So I mean, you can rather well, have they haven't. him. Well, but they they will, and they're going to pay him more than that because they're the Mets. So. I mean, it's all fine and dandy to say I'd rather have this guy, but not if you can't get him. It's not like you you could say, all right, we're going to sign Carlos for 28. You sign him for 28, and we'll trade him straight heads up. So. Well, I mean. I mean, this, this is who you have. This is who you have an opportunity to keep. You don't, you don't get Francisco Lindor or Fernando Tatis. Well, I mean, if you, if France, if you make the, uh, an offer in free agency to one of those guys, you can. Well, Tatis is signed now. Well, and, he is certainly, but. and and Lindor is not getting to free agency. I, I just I don't see it. That they didn't trade for him to let him go to free agency. And, I, I, and they I think and they're right, and they're one of the teams that's actually out there spending money. It just man, it just doesn't feel like like he's not those players. You know what I mean? He's not he's he's not Francisco Lindor. He's not Fernando Tatis. He's a good player. I just I just don't understand why you like. I understand why you want to keep your guys, but I don't. I don't think you should be overpaying to keep guys who are good and not great. Everyone thought by now Carlos Correa would be an MVP candidate every year. He's yeah. not. That's not the player he is. I think he's still young enough to become that, but you're starting. You need to see it pretty soon, and that's why if it goes, and that's why I don't like saying we've got to get it settled before the start of the regular season, because to me this is a big prove it year. And if Carlos has a full season of what he did last year or a full season of what he did in the playoffs and he's healthy every game, that's a guy I could see signing to a big deal. But, but see, this is this is why this is this is the flaw in the thinking. If he does all that, he's not re signing with you, you're not gonna be able to afford him at that point. So do you give him twenty eight a year, hoping that that's what he becomes, thinking that's what he becomes? No. Then Because I've got a viable option in Alex Bragman to be my shortstop. But you don't have a viable option at third base to replace Correa's you, you I mean you can find one but you can you can you can get a lot for the money that you're talking about getting with Carlos Correa like you can get you could get a third baseman a serviceable third baseman well prove to me that you can go out and do it then because I, have, I haven't seen it with this new group yet we haven't going back to uh your Corey Seager comp he actually has less active time than Correa Oh really? He got he got called up with well, he, 27 games left in the 2015 season. Correa got called up with 99 left in the 2015 okay. season. 
So they've been running the same, basically the same, same thing. Track. Yep. Yeah, didn't he and Lindor come up at almost exactly the same time? Yeah, and yeah. I know I know uh, Seager had a couple years ago. He had a season that he missed a bunch of games with injury, but I think that's just, I think he's had one season like that where he's missed significant time. And yes, he's younger than Corey Seager, so he'd be the youngest to hit the free agent market. But is it by a couple days or something? One hundred and forty-eight. Okay, that's more than a couple. I'm not good at math. All right, it's like a third. Three of the months, year. <laughs> four months, four months somewhere in there. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you can do a, a deal that's fair without it being a break-the-bank deal. I think it could be, and I, again, I think that 25 to 28 range, probably fair. Because Lindor's probably getting 33, 35. Okay. Well, I mean, if, you, if you're telling me that's what it's going to take to get Lindor, then probably. maybe 28 is fair. Yeah, well, that's the thing. And it ain't my money. It's easy to spend. Sure. But, I mean, we also want this team to be competitive long-term. Yeah, well, I don't I don't think they're uh, – I mean, I know they didn't have the greatest year last year cash-wise, but nobody did. Right. But I don't think they're poor. All right. I mean, if you can afford to pay Verlander that much money to sit, sit out a whole year, you're well, probably okay. They don't have a choice now. I know, but – They paid him to win a World Series, and it, and it worked, so it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> well. But – All right. Quick break. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5-92.5. This is the Blitz Blitz. on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. In the Battle of Evil, Duke up over Syracuse 52-34 at the half. The devil leads Satan. All right, let's do a dumbass report. Oh. I was pulling up all my uh, Correa stuff and didn't even uh, have it. We got plenty of time to revisit that whole conversation. Oh, I mean, certainly we do. And I've I've got my stories. I just got to get them pulled up here. Um, did you see? Uh, I, we all we talk often about gender reveals, and I don't think either of us are really. Big, I am not a fan. Big fans of gender reveals. Not a fan of people having kids either at this stage. Well, it's probably a good time to stop doing that. Uh, a New York father to be and his brother were injured when a gender reveal device exploded. Uh, just before noon on Sunday, 28 year old Christopher Peckney was building a device to be used at a child gender reveal party uh, when it exploded, resulting in Peckney's death. He was the father to be. His brother was injured. Dumbass. Uh, it remains under investigation. But like, how? Like, what? What are you using? What happened to just like the balloon with the dust in it? Can we go back to that? Yeah, or the you, you hit a golf ball that explodes. Right. Yeah. Those are the dust anthrax. Uh, maybe those seem like things where it, it, I'm not a fan, but it, it's not harming anyone. But like, if you're looking to, if you've got enough explosives to explode yourself. Maybe it's maybe it's too much, right? Well, 
You know what? Yeah. On, on the yeah. other hand, yes. we're eliminating dumbs. Um, so there. When's the... Uh, remember the uh, the old days of Ding Dong Ditch? I feel like that's less of a game now with uh, with ring doorbells and stuff. Like, you, you know, you ring the doorbell, you run away, and it's, it's real funny when you're a little kid. Mm. A San Rafael high school coach retired... San Francisco PD officer facing felony charges for allegedly grabbing an 11-year-old boy by the neck, forcing him into a car and threatening to put a bullet in his head after a doorbell ditch prank. Dean Taylor pleaded not guilty to charges of kidnapping and criminal death threats last week. Spent one night in Marin County Jail and was released on a $100,000 bond. But I, what's the what's the ruling there? I mean, I feel like Throwing the kid in your car and threatening to put a bullet in his head may be overkill, but is there any recourse for for prankster kids? Mm, well, now if we're in Texas, you could probably get shot for doing that. And you, the guy's probably not in that much trouble. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh well, kid came into my yard. No, I uh, I didn't even know that was still a thing because with all these cameras and all that stuff. Although kids are dumb, so who knows? Not wise. But now you, now you know what? You got to give him a little tough love. Scare the kid. Maybe he'll learn some discipline. Maybe so. I don't uh, know. <laughs> you got you to train him up hard. A, uh, a Bridgeport woman on cocaine and PCP was trying to drive through at McDonald's. Unfortunately, she drove through the front windows of McDonald's. That's cocaine not, is a hell of a drug. That's not how. A that's drive, technically a drive-through, though. That's not how it's supposed to work, though. Uh, you're, there's a like you you go, you order at the menu thing, and then you drive around to the usually to the second window, not through the front window of the building. That's typically not a dumbass. Obviously, she's been she's been arrested because you're you're not allowed to be high on cocaine and PCP and drive I mean, at the same time. That's a shame. Uh, and uh, finally, Florida man, where a uh, homeowner returned to his house to find a burglar in Lake City. In the, that's got to be a scary thing, right? I mean, he's probably got a handful of your stuff and maybe a gun or something. Probably on uh, bath salts. Or maybe he was just wearing your clothes and sleeping on the couch. <laughs> I mean... Listen, if you're going to steal things, he took the items, put them in a bag placed by the door, and then he started watching TV and apparently fell asleep watching TV. Yeah, I got some clothes I could get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. Wise. He's charged with burglary, theft, and criminal mischief. His bond is set at $12,000. $12,000 for that? Doesn't seem that bad. No. But I I don't know. Of course, my dogs would have eaten him in my house, but still... I've got one more story of a uh, a man in Arizona who was arrested. Um, he claimed he had been kidnapped in Coolidge, Arizona, and his 19-year-old Brandon Souls. They looked all over for him, and then they found him at a water tower with his hands bound behind his back and a bandana stuffed in his mouth. Sounds pretty serious, right? Yeah. Told police he was kidnapped by two masked men. They knocked him unconscious. Drove him around in a vehicle before leaving him by a water tower. Then they investigated and they found that no incident, no evidence of a kidnapping or assault had occurred. And when they looked at a surveillance video to corroborate his story, 
Um, they saw no signs of that being true. He also alleged the kidnapping occurred because of a large amount of money his father had hidden around town, which was also fabricated. Apparently, he finally admitted that he made up the story to get out of work. Uh, he just didn't want to go to work that day at the tire factory. Dumbass! Well, guess what? He was fired from his job at the tire factory. That's no way to get out of work, buddy. If you're a turd, it's going to come, gonna back, come to back to you. Maybe he was just tired. There you go. And that's the dumbass report. All right. I'm surprised you didn't add the guy in Oregon. Which guy? You want me to do this real sure, quick? Go, go ahead. So uh, police identified a suspect, Nathan Danzuka, 28, who was booked on Friday after leading police on a chase. Booked for DUI. They took him to the hospital after noticing several alcoholic beverage containers in his vehicle. You know what his blood alcohol content level was when they tested at the hospital? 0.771. What? Yeah, that was ac- that was actually one of the gym of the wow. day possibilities today. It is a new record in the United States for highest blood alcohol content Whoa. recorded. By a criminal. I don't know if that's a dumbass. I think that's one that, I mean, that you set a world record? That, I mean, that's that, I've never heard of one like that. No. That, the the previous high was .72 recorded by an Oregon woman in 2007. What's up with Oregon? I don't know. You know what? I, I got At least it's not wait a meth. Minute. Wait, wait a minute. I got to say, I think there's something wrong with the breathalyzers there. No, I don't think if so. If you get two in Oregon, uh, then I think they're... they're you think they're grading on a curve? Uh, I think that... <laughs> You know what? I've I've heard from certain people that you can't trust those breathalyzers. So if you've got two of them over seven there, I think that's like you know, that that's like when you go to a ballpark and they're showing the pitcher throwing 105. It's like nah, it's probably closer to 98. The Dude. the third highest now on record is a woman in South Dakota that was at a .708 in 2009. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they have uh, inflated. Uh, inflated breathalyzers in Oregon. Still impressive. I couldn't do it. No, that's 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 next level. All right. That is going to wrap things up for a Monday. We will be uh, back tomorrow. Well, if I don't decide to get kidnapped and take the day off. Mm. It's always a possibility. <laughs> Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Nah. All right. Uh, great job, Aaron. Great job, AJ. Okay job, me. We will do it again tomorrow. Got a little Patrick Creighton with late hits coming up next. After that, have the Hall of Fame. Booker T and That's Brad. Right, baby. So uh, lots of great stuff still to come. So don't don't give up on us yet. Stick around. I'm sure uh, Patrick will have some thoughts on Carlos Correa. All right. Till tomorrow. Stay sports, you bitches. There are